We're close to entering month five of the worldwide pandemic here in the United States, and Americans are seeing spikes in infections throughout our nation. Spikes that are so extreme, so unexpected, that it's beginning to sink in. There is no clear end in sight. And this uncertainty about the future, this unsettling ambiguity about what the world will look like, is doing some funny things to our thinking. So, have you been feeling fuzzy-headed? Are you having a hard time concentrating? Or maybe you're feeling more emotionally fragile. Or maybe you're confused by your reactions to things that used to not bother you. New research from INSEAD and its team of European researchers show that not only are people feeling stressed, unmotivated, and depressed, but they've learned that people are experiencing the effects of very real neurological changes brought on by the trauma and uncertainty of the pandemic. Our prefrontal cortex, which is that area of the brain that's responsible for complex thinking and analytical thought, is getting swamped with ambiguous and uncertain messages, information, and signals. And this is impacting our decision-making abilities. To try to make sense of the pandemic and its implications, our prefrontal cortex, or our PFC, continually scours its long-term memory banks for comparable experiences that's how we make sense of all the stimulus that we encounter throughout the day as a person, as a human being. And here's the thing, our prefrontal cortices can't find anything in our memory banks anywhere close to this pandemic. So instead of looking inwards to our memory banks, those PFCs now then look outwards for guidance on what to expect next. Yet, the only available information when we look outward is ambiguous, or it's politicized, it's uncertain, or it's plain old unclear. This constant search for information, where none can really be found, results in a difficult combination, impaired analytical thinking, coupled with heightened external sensitivity. Those researchers I mentioned earlier are calling this COVID-19 brain, a fragile, frazzled state that keeps our thoughts simultaneously on edge, but unfocused. In their studies, the researchers propose several things that people can do to address this mental fugue. And one of those solutions, unsurprisingly for this mindful mama, is mindfulness. Why is this so? Here's why. Paying attention to how we're feeling with an open friendliness and without judgment reminds us that we have power to regulate our response to negative feelings brought on by this COVID-19 brain. I'd like to offer for today a short mindfulness practice that I've been using lately when I feel overwhelmed, which for me, the feeling of overwhelmed presents as emotional fragility. For example, last week, I saw a line of people at the grocery store wearing masks all sort of looking down at their phones and not really looking at one another and tears welled up in my eyes at this new reality so that's my emotional fragility and how it how it presents i'm sure you all have something different in how that presents so this mindfulness practice called stop s-t-o-p is a four-part way to remind yourself that while you can't control the stimulus the stimulus in this case being the pandemic or a negative situation, 
you can control your response to that stimulus. And not only that, but you can start seeing any stimuli, any challenging or difficult emotion or incident as a mindfulness bell that reminds you to take a moment to take a step back and assess what's really happening. So this practice, which I mentioned earlier, is called the STOP practice, helps short circuit negative thinking and fuzziness. And it's so powerfully simple that we can weave it into our days at any point. So let's start. This is a little different than a typical guided meditation. I'm just going to take you through the four-part protocol, but perhaps take a seat or remain standing. But if you can, close your eyes or gently look down, and I'll take you through the stop meditation. The S stands for stop. If If you're feeling overwhelmed, S means stop. Stop what you're doing, whatever you're doing, and if possible, maybe take a seat. If you're standing, just pause where you might be standing. It's really about standing or sitting in your dignity to support bringing mindfulness to this moment. So you're stopping. Now the T in stop stands for take a breath. Take one slow, deep, juicy, conscious breath into your belly and a full, complete, juicy breath out. And really notice what it's like to rest on the sensation of breathing. This tea can be just taking one breath or it can be spending several minutes of taking mindful breaths as you notice your breath coming in and out of your nose. You can even say to yourself, in as you breathe in and out as you breathe out, if that helps you with the concentration. Now we've discussed S and we've discussed T. Let's go into O, which stands for observe. Observe your experience just as it is. Are you standing? Are you sitting? How's your posture? Do you have any aches or pains? Notice any of your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions that just welled up. You can reflect about what it is on your mind and also notice that your thoughts aren't facts and they're not permanent. They're a little bit like clouds in the sky. They come and they go. They're quite ephemeral in nature. Notice how any of your emotions or one emotion might be being expressed in your body. As I've told you in other podcast episodes, that research shows that just naming your emotion can turn the volume down on the the fear circuit in the brain, and it can have a calming effect. Whatever is arising in this O is perfectly okay. There's no right or wrong way to feel. Mindfulness is about rolling out the welcome mat and allowing yourself to feel whatever's here right now. So that's O, observe. And the final step in this four-step process called STOP, the P stands for proceed. When you're ready, when you're finished with the O of observe, notice the opportunity presented in this moment to proceed. 
how you've chosen to move from the place of reflective awareness of O into engagement with life. I'd like to encourage you to proceed with presence and think of something that might support you when you move forward out of this process. Would it be taking a moment to talk or text a friend? Turning on some music? Walking around the block? Rubbing your shoulders? Doing your favorite stretch on the floor? Having a cup of tea? Drinking a cool glass of water? Treat this whole exercise, the stop exercise, as an experiment. Get curious about where there are opportunities in the day for you to just stop. S-T-O-P. Whether it's waking up in the morning, taking a shower, before eating a meal at a stoplight, or before checking your email in the morning. And what you're doing by weaving this stop practice into your day is you're practicing adding a space between the stimulus and the response, between the negative situation and your reaction to that situation. So by stopping, rather than reacting habitually or mechanically, you're teaching yourself, you're training your brain to be curious and open when a difficult feeling or emotion arises. And you're using that difficult moment as a catalyst for moving forward with intention and with presence. So I'm going to conclude this podcast episode with the fact that while some people say that 2020, the year that we're living in right now, is a year that we as Americans were broken, I would say that 2020 is the year we woke up and we started incorporating mindfulness, compassion, and a little bit more intentionality in our lives.